You are now listening to Feminist Fangirl Media and Feminism. Also, you have been warned. Spoiler warning! Alrighty, hello and welcome back to another episode of Feminist Fangirl Entertainment and Feminism. Um, This is my friend Lisa. Hello. And she's going to be joining us for our third episode. And yeah, so I just wanted to take this time to promote myself while my friend is here. So I have some social medias. It is Ziggyo, uh, Z-I-G-G-Y-0-O, zero, zero, oh, yes, zero. So I have a TikTok and an Instagram. Those are kind of my big ones right now. And yeah, so how is your how's your week been, Lisa? Pretty good. Just been filled with college and work. So kind of boring, but... No, that's fair. Lots of uh, lots of studying and yeah. doing classes and stuff. My week's been pretty good, pretty chaotic. I've had this pretty big project where it's hand-drawn animation, and that has been a struggle and a learning curve for me. I will tell you that right now. So, what is this episode about in this uh, third episode of this podcast? So, today we are going to be talking about Harry Potter. Woo! So, we love Harry Potter. It's how we bond. We play Harry Potter Lego. That is my favorite video game. I think we've played, honestly. Yeah, we're almost we're almost done. It's gonna be sad when it's done. No, we might. We'll have to replay and get all the little achievements. Yeah, because even though you finish the story, it's like you get like thirty six percent done. I know. know. Stupid. (laughs) And it's so hard to get like true wizard. Because you have to say it's so many coins. I know, and we're just, we're so bad. <laughs> or, like, it's hard in Harry Potter Lego to get it, it like, without, like, the multipliers or whatever. But, yeah, so, we are both Harry Potter nerds. We bond over it. We watch the movies together, too. Yes. We try to, we're trying to do, like, a marathon, and we got through the first three, I think? I think so. And we're going to marathon the rest of them together, too. But we've both seen the movies a lot, I believe. Yes, every single yes. one, like. 10 million times. 10 million times. Too many times. So good. Because we're not necessarily avid readers. She basically only reads Harry Potter. Yes, I hate reading. But I (laughs) I don't know what it is about the Harry Potter books. They're just so good. So Mm -hmm. I reread them all the time. Yeah, so I haven't read too many Harry Potter books. I've really tried. I did finish. The most recent one that I finished was the first one. And I did that. Summer going into grade 12. And then when I was really young, I told people that I read all of the books because I wanted to be cool and smart. <laughs> but I definitely did not. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told people I did. But I did get through the entirety of the third one and part of Goblet of Fire. So that is the extent that I have read the book, but I have watched a lot of YouTube videos on them, so I got some knowledge. (laughs) I read all except for the last one, because I never owned it, and I just, I don't usually go to the library or anything, so I just, since I don't own the last one, I haven't read it. Which is better, the books or the movies? Mm, Okay, it depends, because I really like watching the movies, because, like, you can have that visual. Yeah. But also, like, the books have a lot more detail in them. Yeah, I agree. For the short that I, like, the short few that I have read, I'm always like, man, I wish they could have added like, this. The ghost party? Yes! They didn't add that in the movies at all, which yeah. I think is dumb. Because yeah. it was such a good, like, scene to read. Like, you could, like, visualize it. Really it sets so the good. setting. 
Like, and that's just, like, a whole scene taken out. Yeah, and it's, like, it's interesting because the first movie is definitely the best adaptation from the book. And I would say objectively the best movie, even though it's not my favorite. But even, like, reading the first book, yeah, reading the first book, they left out so many details that I think Mm would have, like, added to it. Because I also watched the movies before reading the books, which everyone tells you not to do. But I was young when I started watching them, and so I hated reading, so I never read them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Like, I I think it was honestly a good decision, because then you can kind of see those details. Because I feel like if you watch the movies after, you'll be like, oh, they forgot that, they forgot that, but... Kind of, like, leads you into a pissy mindset, to which, like, in my opinion, I do not always think that... Well, no, I don't think that book adaptations to film adaptations should be exact. I think that would kind of be meaningless because you'd just be essentially consuming the same media. I think it is important for a director to put in their own take and their own spin to it and um, to emphasize certain points that they want to. But also, it's just the the Harry Potter books are so detailed that it's just... Uh, it's just sometimes some of the details that they miss really add to the story and I wish... I could think of one because I had some good examples when I was reading the first book. That was a yeah. long time ago. But there's just, like, a couple of, like, conversations I have, especially with Neville, which I think are very important to his character that they missed in the even just in the first film. Yeah, because I don't think they didn't ever show how strong Neville was until, like, the last movie. When yeah. he... I don't know. Harry Potter's been out so long. Are we allowed to give away things? We are. <laughs> okay. There is. There's I'll probably put a little, spoilers. I'll, spo- I'll put a spoiler warning <laughs> at the beginning of this video. Um, spoilers for Harry Potter, mostly the movies, but it's been also out the so books. long. I feel like people won't care at this point, even if they exactly. haven't. But I don't know. This leads to a funny story, though. I did get into an argument with someone on in YouTube comments over like spoiling videos. So there was like this video talking about. Game of Thrones, which I've never seen. I don't think I ever really, really will see. Maybe I'll watch, like, some of it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too interested in Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever seen any of it. Yeah, so I was just watching this thing, and I was just mindlessly reading the comments, and it was about someone doing a fake spoiler for the show for, like, like uh, that prank day. April Fool's Day. <laughs> That's what it's called. Prank day. And this person, like, actually talked about what actually happened in the show, and then this person below it was getting mad, like, oh my god, spoilers! And I was like, why are you clicking into the comments of the media that you don't want spoilers to if you don't want spoilers? Especially sure. when it's a video talking about, like, fake spoilers. Like, of course people are going to discuss the show. And, like, it was a comment more like, I wasn't the only one who started beef. Like, there was so much beef. <laughs> it was, like, so dramatic. It was so wilding. But I think if the media has been out long enough... I feel like you should be able to talk You about should it. be able to talk also, about Also, yeah. If you have a warning. If there's a warning. I can't get mad. Exactly. Okay, so this is that is our experience with Harry Potter. <laughs> I think that we are qualified enough to talk about it. And so we're going to talk about some aspects that we like about it. Some, you know, stuff about it. And then we're going to talk about some feminist part of it and looking through it in a feminist lens. So let's start off with who are some of your favorite characters, Lisa? I'd like to know. Sirius Black is my favorite character. Of all time? Yeah, I think so. Period. Because I don't know why. He's just such a good character. Like, I don't know. He's like a father figure to Harry. So I like that a lot. Because Dumbledore definitely is not. And if you think Dumbledore 
is the a father is, figure towards the Harry movies, or The movies, they portray him as a father figure to Harry, so I think that's why people think that. Because they do portray him that until, like, it's true. stuff happens. And then, and, but it's funny because when you're young, I felt like when I was younger, you were like, oh my god, Dumbledore, wow, he's so nice. And then when you're older, you're like, he basically used Harry as a pawn in his war, yep. which is not very father figurely goodly of him at all. But they don't show that until, what movie is it, the sixth, really? Yeah, I have no idea. Especially that first actor they had for Dumbledore before he, like... Yeah, in the first movie. Kicked the bucket. <laughs> that was a very friendly, like, like warming, you know, yeah. type of, like... I do think the know. second actor was a better actor, though. I agree, I agree. <laughs> I just felt like, whilst the first actor, I think, did a good job, I felt the second actor portrayed Dumbledore better. Yes, I agree. Especially compared to the movie, or the books, sorry? Yeah. I think he just... He was Dumbledore. And he had a cynical tone to him compared to the first one. Yes. Like, honestly, like, rewatching it, you're like, he's kind of creepy. He's so ominous. Like, you don't know, you don't know what's on his mind. And it's, like, crazy how the kids just, like, trust him. Because, like, he's automatically, like, the good guy. But he's also using children for war. Like, and I get it, it's a whole prophecy thing. But, like, still. I do think he was good in some aspects. Like, I don't know. He I mean, like tried to help. Good. Yeah, he tried to help Harry figure himself out a lot too. Mm-hmm. But also, like the overall view of him once you learn about him more, it's like, oh, okay then. Like, yeah. Why? What? So, in conclusion, I do agree that Sirius is like he's so good, a better father figure, more of a father figure for him. I don't think they gave him enough time. <laughs> Not enough screen time. No. No. And, like, no, I agree. When he died, oh, my gosh, I cried. One of the saddest deaths. And I think that one is one of the saddest deaths, too, because it really hits home after you realize, like, how much trauma Harry has been through. And it's, like, this has literally been his last connection to his, you know, his actual family. And it's, like, that is severed. And he just goes through so much trauma. I know. If you thought Cedric was hard enough, (laughs) Here comes Sirius. One of my friends, like, bawled her eyes out when uh, Cedric died. It's a sad moment. Was that me? No. Could have been me, probably. It might have been both of you. But, I mean, it's a sad death, but I was like, there's sadder deaths. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, you know what we should also do? What's What's your house? What's your house? I want a Gryffindor. Have you taken the test? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, me too. I took it so many times because I was like, this has to be correct. Can you, can you guess what I am? Slytherin. I just know. I am. <laughs> We're opposites. So we are opposites. Um, other than astrology because Scorpio's and Capricorn's vibe. And that's facts. I mean, I feel like I feel like the Gryffindor and Slytherin could vibe We're if they weren't like, you know, I know they're enemies in the movies and shit, but but that's, like, one of, we'll discuss this a little bit later, but that's one of my issues with it. Because I feel like if it weren't for Draco and Harry, that the houses could, like, some of them could be friends. Yes. Some of them. Like, because obviously, I feel like, I mean, even in real life, there's people I don't like. There's people I do like. And they're similar. But. <laughs> no, right? So true. So, so I, true. why can't I like people from this house and not like people from this house, you know? Because it's not necessarily, it's, like, almost, like, it's your intentions in life. Yeah. Yeah. Because also, they don't choose their houses. Exactly. 
So you're a Gryffindor. <laughs> I am. And your favorite characters. Do you have any other favorite characters? This is really like uh, an interview. This is hilarious. I know. It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the hot seat. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, I just like everyone. I don't know. That's the, like the good thing about Harry Potter is I think the characters are very well done, including the villains. In a yeah. sense, like, um, every character feels fully fleshed out and you can tell that they have, like, a depth to them and a full story to them. Like, a lot of problem I find with... I know um, someone I like. Sorry. Oh. Dobby. Oh, Dobby. I love Dobby. I love Dobby so much. Oh, my God. I don't know why. He's just one of my favorites. I cried at his death, too. It was sad. It was sad. Because he was trying to save them and then he died. Yeah. But I feel like characters aren't full, fully fleshed out enough these days. Like, it seems like everyone has a past and you can tell and how that affects them and their reactions yes. and their effects to things. Like, so that's kind of a positive about Harry Potter. So my favorite character is Draco Malfoy. Yeah. So what's your <laughs> opinion on Draco Malfoy, Lisa? Uh, he's definitely not my favorite character. But, that's like, I bad. don't hate him, you know? Totally. So I don't know if it's just because I like a Dark Prince aesthetic. Like, Dimitri from Fire <laughs> Emblem is my favorite character. I mean, like, not really that he's fully Dark Prince aesthetic, but, like, Keith from Voltron is one of my favorite characters. I mean, like, Batman is, like, this whole, like, Dark Prince of the Night type of, like, beat. Like, I don't know. Dark Prince. Zuko. One of my favorite characters. So it could just be that. But also, I, I really appreciate his story um, or character arc or character, like, vibe in this movie because I feel like he really portrays how environment can influence a character's story because I feel like at the end he has like this potential that he has like a goodness in his heart but I really like the way that they don't necessarily fully explore it like it's almost implied in the end movie when like because he has that thing with his mom and I really wish I would have watched the Harry Potter before going into like talking trying to talk about like depth like this but yeah. <laughs> right god so <laughs> oops <laughs> my storage ran out so we're gonna retry this but we were just talking about draco yeah and how yeah so essentially i think he has a glimmer of hope in him and to be a good boy but it's his father and his influence and essentially that he had like no choice but to join the death eaters and essentially like he had this chosen path for him kind of like harry potter or they had like these chosen paths for them and it's like they had to they had to fulfill these roles and it's like the pressure of the environment that like causes them to be like that but when you like take them out of that environment maybe they can be someone else i've always liked the theories of what it would be like if harry was actually like put into the slytherin house i always think that is very interesting that'd be cool yeah Alrighty, moving on so <laughs> what is your favorite book slash movie uh, I think Goblet of Fire for both. It's and just, why? It's a lot different than the rest of them. And so I like that. I don't know. It's just cool to see how they can do the competition instead of just... Like, I know they're still, like, Voldemort and stuff like that trying to kill Harry, as all of them do. But it's such a different concept into it. It's not just them going to school and then him coming. It's like mm -hmm. they're doing this whole Triwizard Cup and he's not even supposed to be in it. And then, I don't know, I just like it. Yeah, the Triwizard Tournament is really cool. I like um, it. And then also it's very expans expansive of their universe, that one, because they invite the other magical schools. So you kind of get yeah, to see that, cool. yeah, that the Wizarding World is um, just beyond Hogwarts, because sometimes it does possibly feel like a little isolated, especially in the early movies. 
So for them to like introduce that and to not necessarily take the setting outside of Hogwarts, but to show that there is different settings within this universe is very expansive. You know what's also weird, but also kind of cool is that they, the all the other, like at least the ones we saw for the other wizarding schools were one of them was all men, one of them was all women. And then like Hogwarts is everyone. So True. I was like, I wonder why the other schools are like so... I don't know the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, like gender specific. Like I don't get because like I know it's because J.K. Rowling, so <laughs> she's a little bit of an issue. She is, but well, and I always we love, love her books. We love her books, <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate some of her beliefs because her stories truly resonate with people and this idea of like I don't know being different. I know it's kind of weird to it's think weird. about actually. I always thought it was an interesting choice of hers, too, to how specifically, like, the girls being witches and the boys being, like, wizards and why that was specifically, like, I don't like that. Because I, do I, every time I'm like, oh, I like, because I wish, I wish I could go to Hogwarts. I wish it was real. Because too. I want to be a wizard. Like, yeah. why am I, like, because I a feel like. freaking muggles, bro. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it sucks. I hate that. Um, I feel like every time. Even as a kid, I'd be like, oh, I want to be a wizard. Because I feel like a witch has such a different concept of visual in the human world. Yeah, and then also it's like, it's so true. Like, witches and wizards are regarded as differently because witches are kind of associated with, I don't know, like, scary women. So they've mm -hmm. kind of been, that's also, like, interesting, the connotation of, like, scary women with witches. Because witch is kind of something that has been used to, like... As an excuse to essentially, like, hang women. Also, oh, you witch. Why is it called the wizarding world if there's also witches? Witches! I just thought yes! of that. Like, I've never thought of that before. The patriarchy is still strong within the wizarding world. <laughs> it's true. It's the wizarding world. Not the wizarding and witching world. So, That's, so they're all wizards then. And I think that her, like, J.K. Rowling's choice of specifically, like, choosing for there to be witches and wizards kind of reflects her ideas about gender and how, you know, she, she has some um, mis, I would say misinformed ideas of trans people because once again, the sex gender binary is something that like traps people to be the same gender as the sex they were born as, as well as liking the opposite gender. And as we are learning, that is an effect of settler colonialism. So we are trying to like revert that back and realize that gender is something that is experienced through life and is a part of our self-identity. So it can be different from the sex gender binary. And JK Rowling kind of plays into that by having witches and wizards. Yeah. And having the whole ballroom scene too, like... You had to be man and woman. Yeah, and then like <laughs> the focus kind of like, unfortunately with that scene, the focus kind of went away less from the story and more onto like, you know, the heterosexual romances that just have to be in every every single media ever. <laughs> so yeah my favorite is the half-blood prince that's a good one too it is a good one i think it's because i'm a little draco biased too like that's his whole moment where he has the um like harry finds the uh spell that snape created this oh yeah and then like he gets it in the chest and he's like uh you're like, ooh, that's such a good moment. <laughs> and then I also like to see the relationship between Snape and Draco because I think that reveals a lot more about like Draco's situation and the way that 
even though Snape is vying for like the good guys, he's willing to go out of his way to protect Draco because once again, it's kind of out of Draco's control why he's in the situation. I mean, even the tasks that Voldemort set him up to do, he was basically set up for failure. Like bullshit, Draco could have killed Dumbledore. Also, you saw a lot of his character because he was like crying, I think. I believe he was like crying and didn't want that to do it. That was a good moment. And so it kind of showed that he did have emotion because like most of it is like, Oh, I hate everyone. I hate the wizarding world. Like, this is stupid. I hate Hogwarts. And then he's, like, actually emotional yeah. for once. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I actually don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be evil. But Yeah, and it's like, you can kind of see, like, this moment of, like, self-reflection that this, yeah, this is something that he truly does not want to do. Yeah. Um, but once again, he's, like, being forced to it because he really has no choice. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's a thing about choice. And Harry Potter had no choice but to fight in that war. Yep. <laughs> That's Dumbledore for you. Lovely. Um, what are some other... I really like the whole mystery in the second movie, Ugh, Chamber of Secrets. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. I like when a good mystery is executed well. Although, every time I try to watch that movie, my mom gets freaked out by the spider scene. She can't stand <laughs> it. Like, it, she can't. So, yeah, Harry Potter, great source of media, great source of entertainment, very, like you know, involved world. We love it. So there is a couple of problems that I I have beef with Harry Potter. I do. (laughs) Specifically the movies, not so much the books because I haven't read all the books. But so number one, Dumbledore, as I talked about earlier, Dumbledore basically uses Harry Potter as a piece in the war. And it's like kind of creepy. And you realize (laughs) that he's just like literally using children. And I understand that it's for the greater good, but it's almost like, "Mm, are those sacrifices almost necessary? Right? Also, in the last movie, when they sent all the Slytherins to the basement, I did not like that. I had beef with that because I was like, wow, you guys' line of good and evil are like so black and white right now. And it's not a good look because there's so much more to life and people than just if they're good or evil. Okay, so... (laughs) Number three slash two, I don't really know. This list has gotten a little confumbled. <laughs> so Ron is slightly misrepresented in the movies. How would I know that? I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. So in the books, he's like kind of smart in a sense where he's the one who's introducing Harry and Hermione to the wizarding world because they both don't have experiences with that. Yeah. Yes. And in the movies, he's definitely portrayed a lot dumber and more of, like, this comedic relief than ever having any semblance of, like, intelligence other than his experience with wizarding chest, whatever that's called. But even with that, it's kind of looked down on by Hermione, in a sense, like, oh, that's just a silly game. <laughs> even though it comes pretty useful when they go through those, like, yep. little challenges in the first movie. So uh, that's just kind of unfortunate, but also in a sense, the directors of the movie's favorite character was Hermione, and (laughs) because of this downputting of Ron, we did get to see on screen a very strong, capable, intelligent, you know, um, woman character who kind of portrayed like this feminist role, so that was awesome to see. It just sucks that Ron wasn't a fully developed character because of that, and we didn't get to see how his I don't know how his intelligence kind of like shot show through in the trio. Yeah, because you could probably do both, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a lot of balance within his character. Um, he was still good though. We still love him. Exactly. We still <laughs> love Ron, the stoner boy. 
there's a slight underrepresentation of women, which is very common though. So like you can you don't really notice it. And you're I'm probably I'm gonna list this off and I know what you're probably thinking, like, oh, but that's like that's pretty good, all things considering. But you gotta consider in actual life, there is more women on the planet than there is men, and men are a majority of the characters within Harry Potter and the Wizarding World, even in background characters. The protagonist is a boy, the antagonist is a boy, the main trio is a two-to-one ratio of boy to girls. So yeah, even though Hermione is a very strong feminist character who often is shown guiding the boys, there is still an underrepresentation of women i do think that's pretty normal for movies especially when harry potter was created and filmed it was like the norm to do that i mean also i mean i guess they did in the movies have to use like the characters of like the books but the background characters could have been more female i guess but yeah yeah more inclusive and even more like racially inclusive i think true yeah but like I feel like, especially for the main trio, it had to be the same as the books, because then it just wouldn't be Harry Potter, but... Yes, exactly. So true. Um, Yeah, and then another problem I have with it is the lines between good and evil are very black and white. Um, Oftentimes, humans are a lot more complex than rather than just being fundamentally good and evil, and I think characters like Draco kind of show that pretty well, but otherwise... The story is very much this character good, this character bad, and now they're going to like clash without really looking into too much of why that is. And even if it is what it is because of structural powers, at least that's a way to also like, I don't know, further emphasize why things are the way they are. But because it's J.K. Rowling, she's obviously not going to emphasize structures of power in her films or books. You know, like that one deleted scene. Bro, yes. I wish they put it in. There was a we That's saw a deleted scene that showed such a powerful scene for Dudley. Yeah. And he like basically was like, Harry, you're not a waste of space. I actually love you as a brother. Like yes! basically what it was. Yes. And he like it was like showed so much growth for Dudley because it was like I believe it was from the last movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the second yeah. last, I think it was the last. Um, and so they were older. They grew up together. They hated each other. And then all of a sudden, there's this growth in his character where he's like, "I actually do love you. Like you're my brother. We grew yeah. up together." And they didn't put it in, and it <laughs> was so good. I feel like they wouldn't like maybe they didn't put it in because it's not really part of the book. But I feel like they could have made the movie so good by putting that just that singular scene in would have been so good yeah because then it adds like this another because it's like this whole time Dudley you're just kind of almost wondering like why like I hate is him. he such He's a annoying. like stain you know <laughs> my bad but like literally like why is he such a little poop <laughs> he is he's just, he is yeah he is and then it's like having that moment kind of reveals another side to him um and like this and this brotherly love that I think Harry never really had, and then considering, like, the standpoint of his family by the end of the film, that would have been a very touching It would have been so good, because also, like, it was right before, I believe, like, the war and everything, mm-hmm. and so it would have been like, oh, like, because even Harry, who's been developing through the whole thing, like, he's the one who mainly develops throughout it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I feel Ron like Ron doesn't he... really have too much development. Exactly. And he would have, like, grown from that, I feel like, too. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's so I'm, I'm kind of mad they took that out. Harry has pretty good development in it, uh, in seeing, like, how he grows into, like, I wouldn't even say necessarily a hero, but understanding that he, he has to fulfill this role, you know, in his life for things in the greater good. Hermione has a character arc, but it happens very early, where she realizes that, like, as a Gryffindor, sometimes the right thing isn't always following the rules, because you see it, like, the first movie slash book, she's a very heavy rule follower, and, like, that's basically all she she's worried about and is her grade, so she has that character development. And then Ron has his thing with jealousy in the part one of, like, the final act. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's a bit of character growth, but otherwise he kind of just stays the goofy, like, medium. Yeah. So there actually isn't a, a lot of... Guy. Yeah, there isn't a lot of character growth. There's a lot of characters that add to Harry's, you know, character growth throughout the movies, but there's not a lot of individual character growth, which I think would probably be shown more in the books. It definitely is. It yeah. Definitely is. Even with Ron. Yeah, yeah. Like Ron, right? Yeah. Ron is, like, this person who wants to show them this new world. Like we've yeah. said before. Oh, because even in first movie with the mirrors like i yes. feel like ron has such a more um in-depth take he like, knows what it is analysis but or like can't. interaction with it in the first one yeah. which really sets up his character and like what he's trying to like achieve in his character growth in the books even yes and he doesn't even show it girl mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i don't know period they do him dirty they do do him dirty but even with all these problems with Harry Potter, we obviously still love it and obviously. consume its media and content. And even with the problems with, like, J.K. Rowling, I feel like, in some senses, it's definitely okay to separate the artist from the media. Yes. I, I don't know what situations it isn't. I couldn't tell you specifically. But this is just such an immersive world, and it has touched the hearts of so many people. And I think it's okay to connect with these characters and with these oh, yeah. stories, even... I don't know, even with her being a little poopy head sometimes. Um, did she, I don't know, did she actually have anything to do with the movies? Do you know? Like, I know, obviously, the script is basically written by her, like, because of the books. But, like, did she have any part in the movie type thing? She like, probably had, like, some creative control, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if she did. I know for a fact that she didn't want Disney to own Harry Potter for, like, a Harry Potter world, but Universal, because Universal gave her more creative control over that, because Disney I wanted to, like, groupify it. I want to go there so bad. Yeah. It's still, like, it's still, I think, like, the biggest pro that Harry Potter really, truly has is, it is like, the immersiveness of it. It is really such a well-thought-out fantasy world, and it's almost, like, I feel like it's its power is more than just its media itself, but in the way that people can like imagine themselves in that world and truly connect with the characters. Yeah. So yeah. Is that everything? Did we get through everything? We did get through everything. This has been episode three of <laughs> the podcast. I thank you all for listening. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. It has been so awesome. I loved having a guest on the show. It's easier to fill in the space. Hopefully I wasn't too awkward. No, you were great. (laughs) We'll have you back. We will, you know what? Like it and share this. If you want Lisa back, comment. I'll share it on my social media. Rate it. Yes. Because she was My family's going to watch it probably if I do that. I don't want to, I don't like that. (laughs) But uh, so Lisa has been a wonderful guest. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you didn't, well, I guess we all have our own personal tastes. So that is fine. And... Till next time.